Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. everyone, welcome to our latest Behind the Glass Live from the wonderful Alexander's Prestige, where we are joined by a, a group of beautiful people. Give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you all for coming. We have learned that some of you have made your way down from Scotland. There's a couple here from the Isle of Man. Uh, lots of people have made lots of adventurous journeys to get here. I made my way up from London. You I mean, did? that's far. Very far. This morning. Uh, you came in the world's most boring vehicle. Worth more than your car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's probably not wrong. I mean, it is. Yeah. I mean, it just is. I came in the 360 today, which Tony likes to remind me is worth about £35,000 on a good day. Yeah. Um, you came in... Uh, my new truck. Your new truck, which yeah. is... what? How much did that cost you? 60 grand. Yeah, it's definitely worth more than the 360. Yeah. Um, um, and more comfortable and more fuel efficient. And you're, like, annoyingly proud of it. You're sort of like, oh, yeah, got my new truck. Well, yeah. I, I could have cycled up here, mate, and still been in a better car than you. Well, that's really hard. <laughs> I did make him park around the back though because he arrived this morning parked right next to the 360 and I said go, go away you can't, you're not coming in a truck and parking next to the Ferrari you so, know, are you going to pay for the depreciation on my GT3 then? No you know a couple of people really insult me this morning and thought I turned up in that Lamborghini Urus out there <laughs> that, I mean, that, are you joking? That would be your worst nightmare wouldn't Whose it? Whose car's that? <laughs> <laughs> that is Andrew from Alexander's in the the very, very Larry Euros Performante, which we will be discussing with him a little bit later on. Um, but yes, uh, those of you at home, you probably will by now know the format of these events. We are about to launch into a Rate My Ride section, which we are always baffled people are willing to take part in. Love it. It's essentially come and just be berated by Tony. He doesn't like anything. Um, and I've had a quick glimpse at some of the cars in the car park. And well, you're all screwed because there's basically nothing that he's going to be polite about. But we'll give it a go. Um, so we're going to kick things off. Uh, first up, oh my God, do you even know what this is? Oh, well, only because Ben told me. Oh. 
<laughs> ben, our videographer, uh, gave Tony the inside scoop. We have a roof. So somebody here has bought a beautiful uh, 9-11 roof, but I want to know everything more about it because it's not a, a yellow bird. It's not it's the classic CTR at the back here. So, uh, man with your microphone, if we could make our way to the back, please. Um, we're going to ask everything about this roof because I'm fascinated. Well, I'm more fascinated about how uh, you say it. Is it rough or roof? Or oh, I think it's roof. Would you agree that it's roof? Yeah, right. r- roof I would agree with. So tell me everything. What model is this? What, what's the tweaks? Well, it's more of an homage to a roof, really. Ah, okay. Did you buy the badge off eBay? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a real it's, one? It's uh, a 3.285, but it's got a lot of roof bits on it. Okay, well, that's fine. That's cool. It's, because not, a roof, it? it's not a roof VIN number, though, so, which is what everybody wants. Well, you nick that as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know roof is an actual manufacturer. They're not a um, tuning house or a modifier. They are a manufacturer in their own right, so you get, yeah, I say roof VIN numbers. But... I mean, aren't roofs like half a million pounds or something? Exactly, yeah. So it's not, uh, yeah. So it's not a real roof, but it's got a, of, it's got a roof kit on it. It's got a roof exhaust, wheels, engine you, upgrades. You didn't have to tell us. You could have just said, yep, it's a roof, and we would have gone, brilliant. <laughs> I like that you don't know anything about them, do you? I, I just don't know what to say. If, I mean, I don't know whether to go in on him or applaud him. Yes, just pick. Are you going to be nice or not? No, I'll be nice, I think, because the first one. I mean, I wouldn't drive around in a fake car, but... You know, each to your own. <laughs> Thank you very much for bringing it. Next up, we have... Oh, this is very lovely. I guess a Sepang Blue R8. Looks like a V10 Spider. Oh, I met this man with a, with a manual. Oh, my God. This is the dog's man. car. Where is, oh, he's got a dog. Monty the dog's car is an R8. Lift him up. Uh, if we can hand the microphone slowly, oh. slowly across the room, please. Let's pass the microphone down to Monty. Let's ask Monty what he thinks about the car. If you could please hold the microphone to Monty's mouth. Monty, do you enjoy the R8? Yeah. He's enjoying yep. the microphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eating the microphone. Um, what do you think? I am um, nervous to ask Tony what he thinks about That's this right, generation. That's right, I'm prepared. Yeah. How do you feel about this era R8? Not, I don't really feel anything, really. <laughs> bit, bit numb. No, but do you not think it's an, a bit of an icon? I don't think, yeah, I think it could be, actually, to be fair. Oh. On a positive note, I think it could be an icon car soon. Like, that first generation. I think yeah. post, like, you know, the later variants, the facelift, they didn't hit a chord as me so much. But that, that was a seismic car when it came out, that era R8. What an engine. Why yeah, did yeah. you buy a manual? I Real particularly driver. love changing gears. I've always been a fan of a aspirated manual car. Yeah, and he knows how to drive, mate. Wheel drivers, manual oh, right, gearbox, yeah. yeah. Oh, Don't have to rely on a computer to get you around the corner. But if you really know how to drive, it sort of contradicts that he's bought a convertible. Because, like, what's the point? What's the point in a manual convertible? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Chad. Thank you very much. <laughs> Done him in. Well, thank you for bringing it. I think um, very cool to see. Uh, b- before we move on, I'm going to out Paul Wallace here. I don't care. He said that... On the odd occasion, he does find that his car, which is a, V8, a V10 manual coupe, may be a bit boring. Are there ever moments where you're like, mm, I wish it had a bit more... Or does the spider nature give you that kind of... Yeah, I find with the spider, I always enjoy it. Uh, even if I'm just doing 30 in the city, okay. I can still hear it and I enjoy the environment around me. And uh, if you're gunning it on the country roads, it's great. 
So it's I got a great it. engine, mate. It's got a great engine. I yeah, think Paul's just doing, Paul's an idiot. <laughs> well, he is. Yeah, we know that, don't we? Uh, oh yes, there's an F-type here, ladies and gentlemen. So your old car. I mean, it literally looks like your old car. It actually could be my old car, but it's an S. So that's a V6S. Very nice red V6S. Hands up the owner of the F-type S. Well done, sir. That's How a beautiful How could you tell car. that was an S from... Look, I mean, I'm I zoomed know. into the badge. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I struggle with the visual differences between S and R and, you know... You cheated. Well, I cheated, but yeah. don't we all have to cheat? No, no, no. Don't you know better than most how many times I get things wrong on this podcast. <laughs> I didn't want to say. All the while. Oh, it's an XKR. <laughs> oh. But no, that's a beautiful car. And people often feel embarrassed when they come up to me to be like, I've got an F-Type, but it's just the V6. I think the V6S might be the steal of the bunch right now. Mm. They're going used market, 30-odd grand, like lighter on the front end, still sounds the bomb. Like, I, I think that's a wicked car. So, um, And yeah, right, very similar spec to my original one. So. Mm-hmm. Bravo, thank you for coming. I already miss having an F-Type in my life. Oh, God. You've had about f- you've had more F-Types than I've had 488s. It's a good point. Yeah. But, you know, can always, there's always room for one more. Yeah, yeah. fair. Uh, Alpine A110, hands up for the orange Alpine A110. Ah, nervously raises the hand. <laughs> uh, like that he was. You can, just pass, you can just pass the microphone over, but no, he's, he's running it over. That's very kind. I want the microphone to come to you, sir, I'm afraid. We've got questions to be answered. Um, so is this a A110, A110S? Yeah, S. It's an S. Okay, I think that's, that's important. What did you have before this? F-type. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what are you going to say now, then? Yeah. Why? Uh, Wanted fun. And you weren't having fun in the F-Type? No. Let's move on, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, I do like an Alpine, but I'm just struggling to be your friend right now. I mean, it's a great colour. Let's let's leave it there. What do you think of an Alpine A110? Terrible. Okay. (laughs) You must like the colour, Tony. Did you like the colour? Well, it was all right, I suppose. I mean, yeah. I mean, I to, had, you're trying to eke blood out of a stone right there. You must like the colour at least. Come I have, on. I have had an orange car before. Uh, didn't you have a 48 that was also Dina? No, I had a GT3 that was orange. Oh, yeah, you did. Lava orange. Yeah, yeah I you, filmed the collection of that. You hated it. I did, yeah. Yeah. How the world, how time's changed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, that, thank you for bringing the car. <laughs> I fear you may have made a bad decision. Um, <laughs> there's a Civic Type R. I don't know my... FD, because it's just not my world, but it's an old one. It's a 52-plate silver Civic Type R. This is, this is the, the hot hatch version of your 360. Makes loads of noise. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. <laughs> it's literally right. your 360 in a hot hatch. Well, then it must be a fantastic car. Have you already got the microphone? You do. Okay, so please uh, embarrass, well, let me unbar- unembarrass myself. What is the model? What is this? It- Technically classed as an EP3 type R. EP3. Okay, fine. And this is a 2002-odd model year? Yeah, yeah. Is this regarded as one of the, like, great modern classic hot hatches? Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of people nodding. Thanks very much, everyone. (laughs) Yeah. I would agree. It is fantastic. Uh, How long have you had the car? Uh, Jan 2020, so three and a bit years. Okay. And is Tony right? Is it a lot of show, no go? Uh, For me, on British B-Roads, that's all I really need. To be honest, you're probably right. Yeah, 200 horsepower for a British road is all you need. I think that's a one of the better looking generations of Civic. You know, like that era of Focus. Like it's a they're like the pretty boxy 
hot hatches rather than what Red we've man. ended up with big saloon looking hot yeah. hatches um so yeah, I mean, I, I, unfortunately, it's not a world that I know much about, but I, I appreciate that. Oh, the, Honda, the Hondas have always been historically the one of the best hot hatches to drive, full stop, right across the, the market. The and latest now, generation Type R's are unbelievable. All so. the generations, they've yeah. all, they've always been good to drive. Yeah. I, I, big thumbs up. Thank Just you for bringing really it. slow, that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of really slow, though, no, here is a 930 Turbo. It's faster than your car. It's much faster, and actually it's lovely, but I was just trying to get ahead of your negativity. <laughs> um, now, I, we were speaking before. Where, where have you gone, Mr. 930 Turbo? 930 Turbo? Hands up. Yeah, he's right at the back, yeah. He was, nervous. he was doubting himself for a second. He's like, I'm going to stay quiet, but no. Because we had similar experiences today, basically wondering if we were actually going to make it. <laughs> Both of us driving red cars going, will we get to the event? Who knows? <laughs> but you made it. You're here. It looks glorious in the car park. I think you've got the right spec. Are you equally nervous as for your journey home? No, very confident. Yeah, he says that now because he's on microphone. But <laughs> oh, it's quite a cool car. Oh, I think 930 yeah. are wicked cars. Is it nothing, nothing, all boost? Is that I've never driven one. Yeah, very much so. Three and a half thousand revs and the boost kicks in and then, yeah. It's is literally it, what I said to him. Yeah, quite uh, scary when it kicks in or very controllable? It depends however you are with your foot. Okay, fine. So it can be quite scary, Yeah, but it's not as bad as everybody makes out. I think that I, I think that for me yeah, is one yeah. of the iconic yeah, yeah, yeah. super sure. cool, beautiful, beautiful spec, and yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that. I just love how wide those rear arches yeah. are. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for making it. <laughs> uh, ooh, very nice DBS, uh, silver or grey DBS. Um, hands up, it came in the DBS right down here at the front. Is that a manual car? It's a manual car. Okay, we're going to bring the microphone down to you. He looks um, like an Aston Martin owner. You do. <laughs> what? Why do you say that? What, what makes well, you... like quite not a, not a bad looking fellow. All his all his beard Watch is out. all nicely trimmed. Hello, <laughs> Hello. Uh, it's all nicely trimmed. You know, like quite elegant. Are Put you together. elegant? Or... He said, "Are Excellent. you elegant?" Am I? Uh, yeah, I'd like to think so. Oh, well, there, there we go. go. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Suits you perfectly. Yeah, that is a stunning car. These went through a real hot spot about. 18 months ago, 24 months ago, people started going wild, saying this is the kind of car to have. Did you buy it a good time, or did you... I bought it in the Kool-Aid, probably, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Drank it all. <laughs> uh, I, I got it uh, December 21, yeah, so okay. probably in that period. Yeah, yeah, when those all going nuts. No, I, I think they're stunning. I think it's one of the, the more beautiful modern Astons, are, for sure. Are you going to keep it forever and never going to sell it? Uh, yeah, my intention is to keep it, so... Uh, I, think I, I don't it. think you've got a choice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> I, I got it past the life, it's one of the very few that's got four seats. So ah, well, hey, we should talk after this. <laughs> Tell exactly. me more. Has it got ISOFIX? <laughs> Oh, Not no, so sure on that. Really, yeah, really stunning car, though. I think that's, uh, that's really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank for you. Um, oh, really nice. Uh, dark blue 981 GT4 with the silver wheels. But it's got red brake calibers. Who's done that? So, what do you mean who's done that? Porsche the factory, I think. Right at the back, the microphone. Um, will we get the microphone back to you quickly enough? Let's try. Just You can do pass the parcel, guys. You haven't got to... Oh, he's, he's oh, running. He's gone, look. He's gone. They're such lovely people up north. They? Everyone's so nice. You know in London, they? that just get luzzed across the roof. Yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> just chuck it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so Tony wants to know, why did you do red brake calipers? Uh, just because I was scared of if the ceramics went wrong, how much it would cost. What? There's such a thing called paint. Why don't you just paint them black? Well... 
Yeah, black. I would never paint them yellow because then it looks like I'm trying to make it look like Yeah, ceramics, fair. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. do you hate red brake calipers? Well, on a blue car with silver wheels. You're joking. I don't think it looks that bad. Well, if it's in your dress sense. <laughs> it's in yours. Yeah, You're it's not all right. sponsored by Hugo Boss, but you tried to be. I could have an Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely couldn't. Um, I, th- I love this spec. I think it's, it, the 901 is such a beautiful generation. There's this GTS here, which is super nice. It's the spider still here. Yeah, at the back, the, um, the box of spider. Like, it's a great sounding car, great usable car. I say it's the Alex Penford spec because he has a similar one and he's done like nearly, must be approaching 100,000 miles on his car. Yeah, he had it. He went to America in it recently. Took it to America, well, yeah. Proper adventures. So. How did he get across the sea? He drove. Oh. Drove just it skipped, over. yeah. They're fast, those cars. So you just give it enough of a run up. 981. Yeah, they're yeah. not fast, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Flip it up. Very cool, though. Very nice. Very nice spec, apparently, apart from the red calipers. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a quite an unusual Julia Quadrifoglio. Grey with silver wheels. That's almost like a bit of a sleeper spec Quadrifoglio. Like them, don't we? We are big fans of those. Yeah. Um, but you get those coming through every now and again. That's quite Got a nice spec, now. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They're always red or black. Mm. So that's quite nice. I've had grey ones. You've had a few grey ones. They're not mm. as rare as I think. I've had some white ones as well. Just needs an update on that interior and that infotech, but yeah, yeah, the great, great portfolio uh, owner of, of that car, very nice. I think that's a, that's a really, really pretty car. I imagine you're having a very good time with that. So, thank, thank you very much. Oh, now this is an interesting one. Up GTI. Now we are big fans of Up GTI. Love them. Did you know the owner of this car is about 12 years old? <laughs> so, uh, man in the front row here. I don't. I hold on to the mic because we'll just talk at you for a moment. Uh, my understanding is you passed your test without any lessons, straight in, turned up, bossed it, and your first car, uh, are you 17 or you're 17 in a couple of weeks? No, 17 and a number of months? Three or four months. So he's just 17. No, he's done well. first car was an up GTI. He's done so well. Where do you go from there? Just stay. Like, I mean, your life is going to go downhill from this point. What, forever? Just in an I up think GTI? So. You pass your test with no lessons, first time, and you're getting up GTI. Hey, Sam's top tip, everyone. All go out and buy up GTIs, because that's where you go from there. No, but at that age. Oh, like, at that that's age. unbelievable. Yeah, it is, yeah. What a car. Please don't crash it. Be what careful. did you have at 17? You had that old Golf, didn't I had the, you? Yeah, 1.4 litre Golf. Yeah. Mark IV. Absolute gem. That's why I want an R32 so much. Yeah. Because that was like the Halo yeah. product. But yeah, up GTI is still, still very cool. That's very, very cool. So thank, thank you for bringing it. Congratulations and well done. Um, oh, hey, speaking of R32s, <laughs> there's a Mark V R32 in the, in the car park. Who bought the Mark V R32? Oh, okay. Can we get the microphone, please, too? Go in on him. No, no. <laughs> Why didn't you buy the Mark IV? No, this is a stunner. So, how long have you had the car, sir? Uh, about four years now. About four years. Do you love it? I love it. Yeah. Manual or is it DSG? Was the auto? What was the? Uh, it's manual. Manual. Okay, that's a proper bit of kit, and it's a three door. <gasps> yeah. See, this is a winner. Good engine. That. That's a that's a proper mm. car. That must be a ton of fun. Is it a stock exhaust? Or have you been naughty? Uh, it's completely standard. Wow. What I mileage has be... it got? Uh, 90,000. Uh, you were going to make an offer until that point, weren't you? Well, <laughs> no, I wasn't going to make an offer. I was just trying to work out what it's worth. What's it worth? Eight grand? Uh, ten grand? Twenty. No, I, I, like, I like to think ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which oh. means it's worth six. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're awesome. I just prefer the boxer shape of the Mark IV because that was, that was my era, my generation. And, but, I mean, this will be an infinitely better car. But for me, it just starts to be golf's getting... 
bigger and more bulbous, but I've always quite liked the silver grill at the front. I know it's a bit controversial, but oh, it's a wicked card. That, thank you so much for bringing that. That's really, I'm going to come and check that out after the, after the recording. That's very nice. Uh, got a JCW Golf in, sorry, Golf in Mini in green with the plate Pep. Over there. Over there, the back. That's very nice. We're big fans of these. We did that hot hatch tour a few years ago with JWW and Paul. These are wicked little cars. They are, yeah. Just loads of character, loads of personality. The green is very nice. Is that a factory paint or is that a wrap? No, it's, it's factory paint. Yeah, that's very pretty. They're cool cars. Do we, do people, hands up if you still think minis are kind of cool. Yeah, I like, I like that because I do feel like they've started to go away from that. Like some of the newest stuff. I know I'm a fan of the electric, but basically no one else is. And I worry that they were lost in losing some of their appeal. But I think the hot hats, the little JCW three-door minis are still pretty cool. Yeah, we got a Jeep, I've got a GP3 in stock at the moment. That's well, a good car. They're proper nuts. Yeah. But they just literally talk steer everywhere, those all, all, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you like the colour green or did you, did you buy it because the internet told you to? Well, at the time I was after a, a Cooper S and then I just saw it and I was like, I like green, so yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah. It looks well with the black wheels and the, and the black roof, doesn't it? Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. really nice, that. Really, really nice. Thank you. Uh, got a Mark 7 GTI. Oh, and this is from Ireland. Who came from Ireland? No. <gasps> yes, an Irish car. Please, let's get the microphone across to our Irish friends. Top, friend. of, top of the morning. Friend. Did, did I get that right? That was all right, wasn't it? Not too bad. It wasn't great. Where in Ireland have you come from? Uh, Dublin. Dublin. We've wow. been there. We've been there. We yeah. did a whole little Irish tour. It was one of our first little tours, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, when did you come across, sir? Uh, yesterday morning. Oh, yeah. I imagine if it was 10 years ago. He just happened to <laughs> yeah. keep the car on those plates. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for making the journey across. That is a uh, commitment that we really appreciate. We wanted to come back to Ireland, didn't we? Like, we, we do. I want to do a North Island, Northern Ireland tour at some point and do um, Giant's Causeway and stuff like that. I think apparently the roads up there are supposed to be really nice. We had to go, I think we took the wrong cars when we went. Well, the roads are shocking, aren't they? Terrible. Yeah. yeah. So you're, a probably, you're probably doing all right in, in a hot hatch like that. You're probably having quite a lot of fun. Like That's what we should go over. I think, or a hot hatch? I think we should go back in hot hatches. Not supercars. No, no. That we were wrong to be in supercars. But I yeah. think in hot hatches, we'd probably have a bit of a laugh. Actually. I think so. Let's look into that. But yeah. wait, thank you so much for coming. Really, really appreciate that. Um, oh! <laughs> what is that? There's like an alpha. Is this the one... Five, six, what's this sport wagon? But what's the numbers? Who's coming? The, uh, he's grinning. He's like, yep, they got my car. So what's I'm the number? I'm getting there, aren't I? No, 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 no. Not I'm yet. S- he, he will ruin you, it. but I'm very happy. So it's a one five. One five six. One five six, and the sport wagon. It's not a GTA or anything. No, like it's GTA as well. It, yeah. oh, oh my god! <laughs> I'm messing my pants. <laughs> oh my god! This is so cool because I think the Alpha estate cars overlooked. You know, people always like going mental about S4s and M3 Tourings. Like, what about an Alpha Sport Wagon? Does it work? Yeah, I've had it a, just over a year and it's broken down once. That's all right. Well, he's only done 50 miles. Less than my 360. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. How many miles have <laughs> we done it? That's a good point. Uh, eight and a half thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, okay. Not too bad. That's probably worth a few quid, that car, isn't it? It will be. Yeah, it's like, it, it depends on the miles. It's like between 10, 15. Don't be so stupid. <laughs> 15 grand? Are you joking? Oh, I think these are awesome and something different. Oh, it's got a little V6 in it? Yeah, a little 3.2 V6. Yeah. V6. <laughs> Was it 3.2? 
3.2. Yeah, 3.2. That's not a little VC. It's quite a big VC. I thought it was a two point something, but no. Oh, man, I think these are wicked cars. They look the bomb. I wanted to have a go in one, and then I watched some guy on YouTube who was like, running an Italian garage somewhere and literally he's like, let me talk you through all the problems with my car. And it was like a 42 minute video. And I was like, oh, that scares me a little <laughs> bit. But yeah, super cool. Thank you for bringing it. I, I've kind of been keeping my eye on these for a while, even though clearly I know nothing about them. So um, yeah, really, really nice. Thank you. Oh, oh, this is a bit up your street, isn't it? Love it. Is this a Talbot Sunbeam with the rally lights? Who bring that? Hands up. Oh, here, here at the he front. Is. Okay, so we're going to need to know a lot more about this. This was the... Lotus Talbot Sunbeam? And was it, is it, uh, it's not a homologation car, is it? It's, yeah, it's it is a, a homologation yeah, yeah. rally yeah. car. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. That's super cool. And what's it like to drive? Like, tell us everything. Be terrible. Uh, it's, it's very, very quick okay. in terms of, uh, I had the engine done just over 12 months ago now by the Works Rally, 1980s Works Rally wow. team guy who used to build the engines for the team. Wow. Uh, stocks. Stock standard, they were doing about 150 brake. So that's really fast then. I give it to him at 170 brake totally and he gives me back at 236. Oh, so it is really fast. 236, yeah. my yeah. God. I think they're wicked looking things. And obviously in its era, this was a properly competitive car, right? Yeah. As, a, as an yeah, actual yeah. rally Yeah, won the 1981 World Rally. Yeah, it's, Unbelievable. Um, and wasn't, yeah. wasn't this what Jean Todd kind of, he was a co-driver, right? Was he in the Todd, Yeah, Todd, yeah, he yeah. sadly got killed, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I know Jean Todd was, I was saying, uh, who are you saying? Yeah, Todd, and and Todd. Todd yeah. yeah, I think he was a co-driver in, yeah. in the Sunbeam, I think. Uh, how old is that car? Is it 81? 82. 82. It's older than me, that car. Yeah, it looks it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks better than me. And it was, cool. it was a car I wanted when I was this young man's age. Okay. But I couldn't afford it. Very I don't know cool. if he's done that with the up, but yeah, they, were, yeah, yeah. they were eight grand when I was sort of, uh, you know, 19, 19 years old, and it was just out of my reach. So. What's, it, what's it worth now? Uh, clubs valued me at 50k. Wow. That's unreal. Super, that must be amazing. And congrats for, for making a, a dream yeah, come true. You. I think that's Thanks. really, really cool and unique. And I love anything with rally lights on the front. So big fan of that. That'll well be done. the best car here today. <laughs> it, it, it could be. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a 1M behind it. I know you're a fan of that. I have one of them. Actually, you all came together, didn't you? This is the 1M and the M2 as well. So we've had a good turn out of GT4s and M2s today. But um, yeah, 1Ms are, uh, are proving to be pretty good bets at the moment yeah. in the old used BMW. Uh, world, I love the wheels on that. Oh, and the Z4M that's here with the CSL bits. I met you. Where, where have you gone? I met you at the car, yeah, the Caffeine and Machine event the other day. That's a really nice car with all the CSL bits. Kind of overlooked car. Mm -hmm. so some nice BMWs. Oh my God, there's a brown 911. <gasps> or is it a 912? Who's coming? The brown 70s. Here we go at the back here. Can we get the microphone? Sorry, just pa pass backwards. There we go. Tell me everything. Is this a? Year a 72 911T. He's only young. How old are you? 31. I, I, I mean, have you got a girlfriend? I'm married. <laughs> he's married. Yeah, and he's got a brown car and he's married. You've completed life. There's two of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I just saw my brown car. Oh, that's unbelievable. How long have you had the car? Say again, sorry. How long have you had it? Oh, not so long. I have had a lot of air cooled 911s. It's a bit of some, I think. But okay. that one, only about six or eight months. How are you finding it? Love it to bits. It's got a real rare feature. I don't know if you're familiar. Well, it's brown. It's really rare. rare. That's the first thing. Exterior oil flap. Ah, oh, okay. So this is one of these niche Porsche things that everyone else in the room is going to be like, poor Oh, yeah, I've got <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. And I'm fully aware of this. So this was a year of production where for some reason the oil flap was on the outside and they yeah. moved it where? Underneath the bonnet or in the back? Where did they put it afterwards? Back to the back. Back to the back. Yeah. Okay. So you have two... 
it looks like two fuel fillers, right? Correct. On each and side, but one of them's oil and one of them's fuel. I believe that mistake was made a lot in America. Yeah, okay, God, we should go you and have lunch. You two should get a room. <laughs> yeah, we should go and have lunch and pour the hell. hell out of everyone. Well, this guy, roof guy next to me, he likes it, so you can shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a roof, don't listen to him. It's a fake roof, it's don't forget. It's a fake, he's yeah. not even a real one. <laughs> uh, absolutely stunning, super cool. I'm a big Thank fan of that. I'll come and have a little nerd around. Thank you so much. I won't. Oh, and that's it. That's the end. That's the end of our selection from Ben, who's you know becoming a little bit more selective with the cars he includes. As I said, I know we had a lot of other GT4s. There's a yellow M3 here. The owner was very nervous of us including. So there's a lot of other beautiful stuff in the car. Was park. there not a white Escort Mexico or something? Did Who I had see? the Escort Mexico? Was that was there a white old Escort knocking around? Right at the front. Oh, uh, he, he's been before. <laughs> yeah, he's back. Did I he's, go in on that car before? We got the microphone slowly making its way forward. Give us two seconds. Yeah, quick. I want to. I want to see. He came last he time in a very it. special Jag. Oh, he's got in the Jag last yeah. time. Remember, yeah. Remember the Jaguar. And you told me you had that car. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. So I thought I'd bring it today. And you <laughs> bring. I'm going to have a look at that. It's up your street, that isn't it? Not really, no. But I'm going to have a look just to be I brought polite. It just so you didn't like it. Yeah, no. <laughs> just to be mean about something. You were one of the first to arrive, and we both went. Oh, that's yeah, cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, both last time we were impressed that you came, uh, you know, with your plus one, and we're equally impressed this time. So, <laughs> so but all these youngsters coming, all these Larry cars today, and arguably the two old boys at the front have come in the two coolest cars, in your opinion. So, well, they are old. No, 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 the coolest cars in your I opinion. mean, they are, yeah. I like the F-Type and the brown 911. Yeah, but you would. Yeah. <laughs> Peculiar man. Anyway, thank you so much for all of you bringing it. Sorry if we didn't rate your ride and you were desperate for Tony to absolutely ruin your day. Uh, we will be in the car park after this so you can uh, beg, him, beg him to come and look at your uh, piece of junk. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we will move on. We've got a lot to chat about, including my trip to New York or to America to drive the manual speciale. Oh yeah. So let's touch on this slightly. So at the time of recording, the video is about to go out. So hopefully those of you listening or watching at home, you would have seen that main channel video now. So you'll know kind of most of the things that I said. So they got an exclusive? Well, the, those of you in the room, yes, you are getting oh, an yeah. exclusive. Um, but we can, we can elaborate on what I do say in the video and my thoughts and my feelings. So to recap, this is, a bit of a pet project by a guy who runs a company in the US called Modificata. They manually convert things like uh, 360 challenges, I guess 355 challenges. He's done, you know, a few manual conversions. Oh, they have done it before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like oh, he- fair. I didn't know that. I thought they'd... No, no. So that, that, that's their history. Mm-hmm. And he himself, the founder of the company is like manual obsessed. Like literally if a car's not manual, he's like, piece of crap. Don't like it. Like what? So he's the opposite to you. Hates anything that's like not you. Yeah, within reason. Right. I appreciate cars that are not manual, but I prefer manual. Wait um, a minute, wait, sorry. Oh, God. Who prefer... This, this, no, I want to know. They're all wheel drivers, so I know the no, answer. Who, who prefers a manual over an no, no. auto? Yeah, hands up if you prefer manual. Oh, oh, it's about 50%, actually. It is, isn't it? Mm. It's about right, isn't it? Hands up if you would consider manual swapping a speciale if you owned one. Yeah, about two people, three people, yeah. Okay, so this is what it boils down to. So he drove the Speciale, he drives a lot of Ferraris, drove the Speciale, went, I love this car, the Speciale is amazing, but it's not manual. And he thought, well, why don't I try making it manual? Like, no one else ever had that thought ever, right? Apart from the three of you who are clearly drunk. Like, no one went, oh, that's a car that would really benefit from manual. But he is insane enough to go... I think this could be all right as a manual. Took them three and a half years to figure wow. out how to do it. Because different to 
a 360, even a 599, manual cars were produced from factories. Mm. So all you have to do is kind of find the parts, find maybe an example car, see how it all works, and you can do the, sw- do the swap. It's a big job, and it's a complicated job, but it's possible. Fourth of eight, they literally had to be like, how on earth are we going to do this? So it took, yeah. took them three and a half years. Now, some of the special source, some of the, you know, zhuzh, uh, of how they did it, they don't want repeated, which I understand because this isn't, as far as they've told me, a commercial project for them. This is just one guy, he loves the cars, he's wanted to do it to his own car. And so he's not like looking to commercialise that necessarily. And he doesn't particularly want it repeated. I guess not. I mean, but anyway, long story short, the bits I can tell you about, the gearbox itself is like a mishmash of 360, 430 manuals, like loads of different bits and bobs, but the shifter is literally from the 360. I put my hand on it, I was like, oh, lovely. It's my car. But the big, oh, well, the hard, what, two of the hardest parts, firstly, the pedal box, obviously no such thing as a manual 458 pedal box. So they take it from the 458 GT3. So ah. it's an AP racing race car pedal box. And then obviously the electronics, because you basically have to hack the electronics to convince the computers to accept a manual shift yeah, yeah. or a manual box. So I think the computer part was probably the hardest. The pedal box is weird, though, because uh, hands up if you've driven any kind of racing car ever. Okay, very small group, so just the, just the gang at the front. Essentially, a race car pedal box, clutch pedal, if you have one, is usually very short travel, as it is in this, so you have very short movement in the clutch pedal, uh, and then the biting point can tend to be towards the ground. It's not always the same, but it is at least for this car. So as soon as you come off the, the ground, or it's not even the ground because it's short travel, you, you're at your biting point. So you've got to get used to that a little bit. The brake pedal is largely unassisted, so it's quite a firm feel. There's not a lot of assistance. You get quite a lot of feedback through it, but it's quite hard to judge if you're used to like, driving ABS cars with lots of assistance. Did it have ABS? Or it no? has ABS. It's right. all, everything's standard. There's mm-hmm. only one thing that is not on the car that is on the car from factory, which I can't say <laughs> because it reveals too much, but fundamentally the driving experience is exactly the same. You're just shifting gears. Okay. Um, and so, but then, then we come onto the accelerator and that's where it gets computer driven. So did you know, this is classic Ferrari, and again, I talked about this in the main channel video, so apologies if I'm repeating myself. The computer of a Speciale doesn't really allow the driver to maximise engine output because Ferrari don't believe that the driver knows what he's doing. So long story short, what they discovered when they got into the computer system is that if you go full throttle on a Speciale, Ferrari go, no, 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 idiot. And they slightly control that so that the initial response is a little bit more linear, do a little for, bit more control. Do it through the torque, right? They do it through the torque. So yeah. they protect the engine a little bit, but also make sure that you don't end up in a tree. Now, that is unnoticeable in a standard speciale because it's also teamed with the gearbox, the torque, the delivery. So it feels super responsive, super quick. Yeah. But actually, it's very controlled because if it was just raw throttle to engine, crash, we're all dead. Um, but obviously, the minute you take that gearbox away and you're manually in control, if even in neutral, but especially when you're up and running, you blip the throttle, the response feels quite slow. Like you kind of have to really like almost like double rev it up, like really get into that throttle to get the revs to climb. So it feels like it's a slow flywheel or something like that. So it means rev matching quite hard. Like, you know, especially if you're heeling, towing and stuff, like you have to really mash the throttle <laughs> to get the revs climb high enough because you're shifting gear at five or 6,000 RPM. So you go, if you don't get it right, the car oh is like, God. you idiot, and literally wants to kill you. 
I can imagine. Because it's so highly strung and everything's working in tandem with each other, you have to ensure that the revs are always matching perfectly. It feels, therefore, like an old 60s or 70s cars where you've got to really make everything work in tune together. When you get it right, it is one of the most visceral and exciting experiences in your life. So that means no. 60% of the time, you will get it wrong. Yeah. Even the owner who is obsessed with manual, lo- drives manual nonstop and is an unbelievably good driver. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah, I fluff it up like all the time. <laughs> and so, so this is the bit that you're like, you're like this story. Uh, I'm driving on this big, fast, flowy section. The car's beautiful. I'm shifting. I'm like, this makes sense. Everyone, manual convert specialist, best car in the world. This is so exciting. My heart's beating out my chest. And Matt Farah, smoking tyre, had uh-huh. given me a road to, to drive on. So I turned off onto this road. It is the narrowest, tightest, up and down kind of road you could imagine in your life. And it had been wet all morning. So like after the first two or three bends, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. already thinking, was you on your own? I'm going to die. At this point, I was on my own because I'd, I'd flown off. I said, I'm going to go check out the road. I'll come back and meet you here in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> off I went. And I went up over a blind crest kind of flat in third and it was a hairpin over the blind crest uh oh slightly downhill so I think oh <laughs> so I go for second flapping flat off full <laughs> on flapping I mean you're in a special a flat out yeah. and you're, you've gone over a blind crest it's downhill and there's a hairpin in front of you you've then got to take your hand off the steering wheel I'm thinking death so I go to mash the throttle, heel and toe, don't get the revs high enough. Oh my go God. Go for a second, pull off the clutch, rear axle locks. Oh my God. So I know this is the closest I've come to crashing in my life. The car literally goes, Whoa! I'm going towards this happening, like, oh. I'm on the other side of the road. The front end is like, I mean, I'm past 90 degrees. Like, I'm just fully, basically lost it. But my ninja-like car control <laughs> comes somehow to fruition. And I'm like, <laughs> somehow I end up straight. And I go, well, I love this car. It's the best thing in the world. It's nearly tried to kill me. I want to drive this for the rest of my life. But instantly have to slow down. So, Well, you probably weren't going that fast in the first place. But I was going faster than you could ever go because I'm a real driver <laughs> with a manual box. It's one of those things that I think... It's an unbelievable experience. In the video, I say it's closer to a Carrera GT or an F40 than a modern Ferrari. Is it necessary? No. Are you going to get the maximum out of the car? Nowhere close. You have to be someone who is such an unbelievably talented manual driver that you have the confidence and the cockiness and the balls to just be flat in a speciale and then know that you're going to nail every single heel and toe yeah. and I drive a lot of manuals I feel fairly confident in my abilities but this was almost too much to me to be going fast in the car at slower speeds it's bloody lovely mm-hmm. but speciale speeds it's yeah it, it's a sort of weird one it's a shame I, I think we probably all realised it wasn't going to be maybe that great no but it is it's just really hard to drive and i think therefore probably just get a standard car it's, it's probably not the right car well, you ain't got a choice you've got to have the standard car yeah because no one else is doing no, a manual no, conversion no one else is going to do a manual conversion and it was probably more special because it's the only manual in the world That's i'm sure someone else will try now now yeah. that it's out there someone else is going to give it a go i don't think many people are going to do it better than than these guys because okay. of what Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. They know the level of work they've done, etc. But, I don't know, I want to love it. There's parts of me that love the experience. But I definitely didn't think, oh, I want, I, I want a manual speciale. Yeah. What it did make me realise, and in a second we're going to bring Andrew from Alexander's up here to have this kind of conversation, is that that for me is almost the last era of Ferrari that I actually think I really lust after. Because I spent the whole day in that Speciale going, this is just cool, like Speciale is just a vibe. And having a manual does feel like a different era. It feels like a really raw analogue experience in a Ferrari, which is missing in something like 296. I adore the 296. It's unbelievable. But I, I've driven it a few times and I haven't actually gone, I would buy one. Whereas that Speciale, as nuts as it is, I'd be like, screw it, if I had all the money in the world, yeah, I would have one. Got which a manual is the, one. Yeah, because it's, it's of a different era. And so anyway, let's uh, welcome Andrew, everybody, please, up onto uh, the stage. Please come on up. Where's the microphone, by the way? Yes, thank you. Come and sit with me. Thank you so much. Yeah, come and see let me, me. Let me pass you that, sir. Has anyone got any sunglasses? Because look at these trousers <laughs> he's got on. <laughs> if you don't know this about Andrew, he does like a colourful pants. Bouncy, aren't they? Yeah, that, yeah, these are bouncy and they feel slidey. Anyway, yeah. welcome to the stage. Thank you so much for hosting us once again. No problem, anytime. Um, lots of you will uh, recognise Andrew from some of my videos, but also if you've been here to Alexander's before, I'm sure you would have known him because of his trousers. Um, <laughs> I've brought you up because between the three of us, I think we are all huge fans of Ferrari, Porsche and Lamborghini, but I reckon each of us lean to one of those brands maybe slightly differently. Tony, by your reaction, I could tell that Lamborghini was the one that you feel least connected to. Yeah. Oh, I don't wear trousers like that. <laughs> I mean, you like Lambo the most, don't you? Yeah, 100%. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you would say you like Lambo the most? Yeah, I mean, as you say, we, uh, there's good reasons for all of them, isn't there? But I think... Yeah. Today, what is produced today, if, if I could choose, it'd be a Lamborghini. And yeah. Tony, where, do you, where would you lie at the moment? I mean, it's a really difficult question for me. It definitely wouldn't be Lambo. I flip between Porsche and Ferrari. Mm. Like, uh, some weeks I'm Porsche, some weeks I'm Ferrari. Where are you today? Porsche today. But if you ask me tomorrow, I can say Ferrari. See, so the thing is, 
this is where I'm conflicted and what I want to discuss. That speciality made me realize Ferrari of today is actually not my choice. Like, I've been so lucky over the last three to five years driving every new 812 Superfast and 296s and Romas and everything. And they're all great. I don't want any of them. I mean, we keep talking about this replacing the 360 and what could be my next Ferrari. The fact that Romas are the same price, if not cheaper than China Stradale's, but there's very little of me going, oh, I want a Roma. But that's the newer, better car. But you like older cars. But not when it comes to Porsche. Fair. I like old Porsches, of course. Yeah, but yeah. actually, the Porsches I would buy are the modern are than ones. Modern. I, I love every modern Porsche that comes out. Yeah. They launch one which is in pink. I'm like, I want it. Like, I, just, I love them all. And Lamborghini, I keep saying, I think they're the last true supercar brand when you actually boil it down. Yeah, well, they're the last to keep the nationally aspirated engine. V10, V12. Basically only three one. models. Yeah, the last one to make a noise. I mean, that's the downside to things like the 296. That is a, a fabulous car. But the one thing that you want in a supercar is noise. Mm. And Pic- they're missing it. In- the Piccolo V12 is not enough for you? Well, it's not. It doesn't sound like a mini V12. <laughs> it sounds good. We're getting used to it, aren't we, Cooper? But do, you pre- yeah. do you prefer older cars or newer cars in general? I want newer cars that yeah. sound like older cars and feel like older cars. Now, yeah. Have you considered a manual speciale? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a new car. <laughs> Calm down. Um, okay, so where do we sit on this? You've had modern Ferraris. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations. Yep. But you have moved away at the moment. Yeah. You are more Porsche. You Today. had the 296 coming. You cancelled it. Yeah. What, why have you moved away at, at the moment from modern Ferrari? It's not that I moved away. It's that I... I they haven't really got anything at the moment that I really fancy, apart from... Uh, yeah, but that's why today I'm Porsche, because okay. they have something I fancy, and that's why I've got a GT3. Um, but when the special version of the 296 comes, I will want that, obviously, and I probably will get a 296 mm. or another Pista or whatever. I'm not discounting Ferraris, and, and overall, Ferrari is still my favourite brand. If I had to choose... And it's like choosing between your children. But if, mm. I, if I had to choose, I would still lean Ferrari over Porsche mm. in general. But at the moment, I, I, I love my GT3. Yeah, I mean, cut me and I bleed Ferrari. I've said that for a long time. That is, that is my brand. But at the same time, as I say, I just... My ultimate test is looking at the used market. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm looking at circa 150 grand because I keep saying, oh, I want to upgrade to the Stradale and going, well, what other Ferraris could I get? And really, anything that's newer than a 458, I just kind of discount. I mean, 48 I like as well, but I don't know. I, I just feel myself moving away from the newer products where Lambo, for example, you're, you're right. You know, they're still a little bit mad. Yeah. <laughs> but they always have been. Though. Always, but they've yeah. stayed true to... I think that's yeah. the fact they've stayed, they've stayed doing it. They're the last one to give up, aren't they? Yeah. They're just, you know, they are still poster cars where I feel like Ferrari have changed their business model slightly where they're selling cars to people they know they could sell them to. Roma, as an example, we spoke about it when we came up here. Roma was a way into a pure sangue. Let's face it, for, for the majority of the world, most people said to buy a Roma or a 296 or Roma and a 296, whatever. Th- that was an entry car that you bought because you wanted something else. And now the market's being flooded because people are going, well, I can get rid of that car. Do you know what a shame buy. that was as well? Because... I made me buy a robot. And actually, I drove it and thought it was fabulous. Yeah. Because yeah. it actually car, still yeah. was a V8 with the starter button, and it actually was a great car. Yeah. And so, 
what you're saying is is that Ferrari's not a poster car anymore. I think it's it's still got to be. A I think poster the car. brand is a poster brand. I think people still aspire to own a Ferrari in their life, but I think. There's something going on at the minute where, whilst the products might be the best, I would say the 296 is arguably the best modern-day supercar on the market. I don't know if it still has the emotional connection. I think the, the reasons for buying it are different. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've got a different connection with Ferrari, but... That's now like a 911 Turbo. There we go. It's, a, it's an everyday supercar. You don't but get they it all are now. Yeah, you don't get it. Not loud. Yeah, and the hair's <gasps> racing in the back Apart of your neck. I remember the first driving a Ferrari, the hair's stand up in the back of you. That doesn't happen with yeah. Ferrari anymore. But I think era that we're going into isn't it but, yeah. but I slightly disagree with that I think there's always a special warm feeling you get when you drive a Ferrari at, but just sitting in and looking at the halls on the, on the have steering have you driven wheel. the 296 for long mm, 20 minutes yeah not, not long enough yeah but, um, yeah I just in general like when you get in a Ferrari b- before you even drive it when you get in a Ferrari there's a special feeling you get it's a bit like getting in a Range Rover mm, same thing yeah. you know there's a nice warm feeling you get when you get in a in a Ferrari or a Range Rover or something or a like Jaguar. that. Not really a Jaguar, but, <laughs> I tried. but, but you know, <laughs> like, like when you get in a Lambo, you do get that feeling, but you feel like a thug. <laughs> or a, uh, yeah. A thug. In, in a modern day Lamborghini, when you start the car with a starter button, not a touch button like they are in modern Ferraris. <laughs> it, you feel You feel the connection because you're pressing the button, it yeah. makes a noise. And that's what you're not getting in modern supercars yeah. other than Lamborghini now. But that's going to change, right? I mean, that, that, they're, they're going to have to change at some point. Well, the Revelto, it's, that's hybrid, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, Revelto may have a still a V12. It, I, I, th- I think Lambo have done well to keep doing their thing, and I think they will continue, because it's a different brand, a different product. I think what's been interesting in recent years, apart from Tony's new hate, is Porsche delivering what has felt like, up until a point, very exciting products to our masses. There's a lot of GT4s uh, in the car park. I was talking to people today. They're the who, best at it. Well, for yeah. that reason. It seems to be most products feel desirable to mm. us. Where I don't know, I, maybe I'm over analysing it, but I'm driving Roma Spider this week. Ferrari sue me for revealing that, but I'm driving Roma Spider this week. I'm not that fast. Like, mm. of course, like, don't get me wrong, new Ferrari, very cool. Like, but I'm a bit like, cool. It feels like a job. Like, yeah. where in previous years or times, like, that would, I'd be like, oh, I can't wait. I'm going this week. Where, yeah, it, it, it feels like work. But the Ferrari Roma. Is like you getting an invite from Paul saying there's a standard Carrera here, Sam. Would you be that? I think if it was a 992.2 global media drive, I'd be buzzing. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, truth, truth be told, I would. Like good coffee? Uh, uh, yeah. What's the reason? <laughs> Paul should have good coffee. <laughs> he gets brainwashed all yeah. the time. I think so. Okay, yeah, so yeah, let's, yeah. let's do an audience test. Uh, we could debate this, I'm sure, for hours. So we'll do a hands up for each brand. So right now, if you had all the money in the world, put your hands up if you would buy a Lamborghini. Come on. Oh no, okay, so that's about 10 people, so you're losing that, ah. Andrew. Hands up if you'd buy a Porsche. Flipping Pretty out. much the whole room. Yeah. Hands up if you buy a Ferrari. About a third. So Porsche, the clear winner. But, but, but yeah. wait. <laughs> wait, wait, where does Cooper go? Lambo. Yeah, yeah. his father's son. But yeah. I, I think uh, a lot of people put their hand up for Porsche because they relate to it more as a brand as well, by the way, more than the, the Lambo and the Ferrari. Because don't forget, there's always, um, there's an association with, with brands as well. When people have their perception of how brands are, like I said, like you've got Larry trousers, you've got to have a Lambo. You know what I mean? And, and okay, I have a different question then. So let's say you have to buy a modern classic 
for one of these brands. So I'm going to say pre-2010. So pre and that includes Ferrari 250 short wheelbases. So you've got all the money in the world, lottery money, Euro millions money, hands up if you're buying a pre-2010 Lambo. Less people. Cool tash, <laughs> come on. Like two people. Oh my God, a Gallardo. Okay, hands up if you're buying a pre-2010 Porsche. Significantly less people, about a third. Hands up if you're buying a pre-2010 Ferrari. The whole room. So there we go. My point is proven. I, I am an, the winner. Can I ask another question? <laughs> yeah. What, what did people have on the posters of the walls posters on the bedroom walls okay well uh, we can do another hands up go on <laughs> so hands up if you had a lambo on the wall hands up if you put a ferrari on the wall hands up if you had a porsche on the wall i think that's Yay! all pretty no, <laughs> that's all pretty even but i think my point range true that there's something going on that i'm not sure we can all identify in this moment where ferraris pre-2010 seem more appealing than Ferraris post-2010. And I, I, it's not to say the brand is diminishing, it's not to say the products are any worse, but something has shifted for sure, I think, where modern-day Porsche products are more appealing to the majority of us, or at least the people in this room, than modern-day Ferrari products. And it could be a price point, thing, it, could be, it could be anything. I'm, I'm not nailing down what it is, but I do think something has shifted, and, and apparently people agree with me. So. Mm. Um, Andy, thank you very much for joining thank us. You, thank We're now you. going to switch to the Q&A. So if you just uh, hand the microphone just to somebody to, to hold it in the front, would be perfect. Uh, everyone, give Andy a lovely round of applause. If, um, if any of these cars in the showroom or outside are interested today, go and chat to him. He said he'd be doing 5% discounts if you quote BTG. No. <laughs> Five? Yeah, not much. No. Um, so uh, we come to our Q&A section. So hopefully you've had enough time to have a little bit of a think uh, of what you want to ask us. We, we never turn a question down. It can be uh, boring or really interesting or really controversial. We'll just cut it out if we don't like what we said. So um, uh, please, hands up. We will get the microphone to you. Straight across here was the first hands up. So... Yeah, if we could just pass the microphone across. Um, what I will say as a nerdy technical bit of information with the microphone, if you could please hand, uh, hold the silver shaft and avoid <laughs> the black bit at the bottom because it sometimes interrupts the uh, signal. But anyway, uh, question please, sir. I'm in an exciting part of my life. I'm 21, don't have a house. I can spend all the money I want on a car at the moment. Just being promoted, so all good. Got more budget. You live up north. Live up north, so... Yeah, Lovely the roads, good, roads, good yeah. roads within an hour. I've got 40 or 50 grand to spend on a car. Right, can't be an M2 comp. <laughs> Has to be automatic. My dad had an M2 comp, so it's already been done. I mean, bloody hell, we could be here for a while on this one. What do you think of a Toyota Supra? Nope. No? Nope. I'd rather set fire to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but would, would you... Again, though, it's like, I, I want to be smart with my money. Cayman. This Boxster GTS. Yeah, get a Cayman or a Boxster. He what are you shaking it. your head for? He wants something a bit more unique, something a bit different, something that makes him feel alive. If I was to get a Porsche, I'd, I'd, it'd have to be a 911. I couldn't I'd get a been a fan of a Cayman or a Boxster. 996 Turbo S. That's a bit, that's a bit snobbish. <laughs> so, somebody shout someone, something out. Someone said GR Yaris. It's, it's a good one, but I'd for like... For 40 to 50 grand, is that how much they cost? No. No, they're like 37. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but no, I want automatic can... as well because I'm like Tony and I've done racing, so like I know that mm. automatic's fastest. Correct. And the best. Correct. Come, on, come, on find a, a come on, find us after because I think, I think we could be here a while, but I mean... Well, that's a Porsche. I mean, I mean, they've all put their hand up. Yeah. Everyone's put their hand up. I, I, I had Porsche. my hand up for Porsche as well. That's uh, yeah. the embarrassing thing. I, I would get a 981 GTS. I, would yeah. get, I mean, I think that's a wicked car. 
you'd probably be all right residual value wise yeah. PDK like sounds the bomb uh, th- that's where I would go yeah but, yeah um, anyway thank you for the question we'll talk later Andrew yeah we'll talk later um, next up uh, let's go across the room here's a gentleman in a pink jacket I like your jacket wow that's great it's a bit of you that that's jacket that's a bit of me what a fantastic <laughs> No better you. Yeah. I would buy a 360, actually. Ah, you were not going to get one for 50 grand, sir. <laughs> They're worth at least 120 these days. All right. All right. <laughs> no, I'm lying. Uh, my no. question. Uh, what's your guilty pleasure car? Oh, that's a great question. Guilty pleasure car. <laughs> what did tell your mates about? Uh, what did you tell your mates about? Oh, you wouldn't tell your mates about. What have I said that you've just launched at me at? Everything. Yeah, fair Literally enough. Literally everything you've ever owned. Guilty pleasure cars. I like, I like electric Fiat's, Fiat 500, I like that, that's all right. Is People, that a guilty pleasure? I guess so, it's the first time I said it out loud. So, <laughs> um, oh, everyone knows I love an XC40 Volvo, that's not a guilty pleasure. What's a load of crap that I like? <laughs> I mean, you turned up in it today. <laughs> Go on, what's your, I'm more interested in your guilty pleasure. There must be something. I have got one. Go on. I mean, I'd never buy it with my own money. Here we go. 675 LT. Yeah, not a guilty pleasure. I don't well, think it, well, it, well, it is, mate, because I'd never ever... And I, but I do always look at them, yeah. but I'd never buy one. Yeah, fair enough. Is there anything else worse? No, I mean, great question. Great question. But on the spot, I can't think of anything that's more... I used to always like the Fiat Multipers. What were the ones with they had a little bubble underneath the windscreen? Yeah, everyone's not, that was a wicked little car. And I remember it was so... My mum went on a holiday once and they, it was a taxi and she sent a photo and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and I liked Chrysler Crossfires as well when they came yeah. out. They were cool. Oh, what was the, what, uh, the Crossfire? Was the, that, or the, you think of the Cruiser, what was the, the PT Cruiser? No, the Crossfire was the coupe thing yeah. that was a SLK Merc, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a proper it's a terrible car. car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for the question. Uh, next question. Let's come across here. Sorry, we're going to keep zigzagging across. Um, Thank you so much. Honestly, Look, he just wants to show off his jacket. That shirt, oh, mate. Oh, that's brilliant. Honestly. Oh, matching shoes. Mate, you need to tell me where you get your clothes. That's amazing. Uh, yes, here at the front. Hopefully everyone's watched the latest podcast, because my question's going to be short. But Sam, did you have the pram? Ah, yes, I did not have the pram. <laughs> uh, last episode, there was a whole debacle where uh, my was wife thought she was stranded and we didn't know if I had the pram in the back of the car or not. I did not have the pram. I was correct. Um, she still needed the car. So uh, uh, I continue my hunt for adding stupid cars to the collection. Uh, next up, uh, just right next to you. There you go. Just one for Tony about the M3 Touring. Is it a bit crashy on these UK roads? No, it's you, perfect. Is it? Yeah, it's good, mate. It's, what? What? <laughs> I just feel like you're going to defend that car for life now. You've just decided you really like it. But, but when and I like, defend the car, that means it's a proper car, mate. And not yeah, like I you. feel you, like you in, defend a year, crap. One, in a year, you'll sell it and you'll forget. You'll be like, think about M3 Tour, it's a bit crashy. You, did, you said that to me about the Pista. Yeah, you haven't gone off the Pista just Well, because I'm yet. not going to, and I won't go off the M3 Tour, and it's a mega car, mate. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I would, ag- I would agree from yeah. my limited drive. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's firm, but not crashing. No, it's, it's not bad. You know, even, even my wife was like, this is, the ride's fine. It's not like She's an the AMG quickest Merc, person basically. A terrible AMG Merc. AMG Merc's pretty yeah. crashy, yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, just behind you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I did something pretty stupid yesterday. Brilliant. You've done something pretty stupid today, you come here. 
I managed to uh, lock my keys in my car. Oh, oh dear. Wow. Have you ever done something similar or what's sort of your most embarrassing moment? No, was? I'm not that silly. <laughs> uh, have you done anything silly in a car? No. Like that? Do you know what? I'm really good with keys, obviously. Being that I own a motor, a motor dealer, shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But some people are, are you good with keys? You don't know, do you? He don't, he don't know what's he's going on. He's too high up above, he doesn't know what's yeah, happening. Yeah, he doesn't know what's going yeah, on. He doesn't know what cars he's on the balcony stuff. looking down. Sell some cars, minions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you must, there must have been some mistake. Have, have, I think we've, have you lost a V5 before? Well, probably. Maybe. Yeah, there must be some things that yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean, oh, there's lots of things I do, yeah. yeah. But no, I've not lost keys. I'm really quite good with keys. I lost my garage blipper for the GT3 two, two or three weeks ago. Called the insurance. I've, I've lost the garage blipper. I can't get the car in the garage. Can I park it in my neighbor's driveway for a couple of weeks? Nope. I was like, what? Like, no, we won't insure it. I was like, oh, well, I park on the street. They're like, nope. What do I do? <laughs> Just, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't have said anything. You shouldn't have said anything. But no. I hate insurers. I hate insurance in general. If that car had been nicked, and in London, every single car in the world is getting nicked, so there's a high probability it could have been. They what would have car said, was it? The GT3. Oh, yeah. They would have said it was parked at your neighbour's, which is essentially your house, which is not where you tell us it's parked overnight, so we're not going to insure you. That guaranteed that's what would have happened. So parked dumped, down a road. So I dumped it at Windrush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should have. I can't hear you. I should have spent the home link for it. Yeah, no, that would have been good, but I rent the garage off a random bloke I found on Gumtree. So <laughs> oh, that's the life in London. Uh, anyway, next question. Hands up, please. We're going to go across here. Man with a fantastic haircut and a nice beard. I like uh, this yeah. Q&A. I like this Q&A bit. Q&A is always fun, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's always good. We should do a Q&A only episode. Yeah. Uh, just a question for both of you. Um, I'm driving an X3 M40i at the moment. Great car. Respect to yours, yeah. just without the pun roof. Okay. Oh, oh, oh you've died. I know, yeah. Um, would you have that other uh, Macan GTS? Do you think? I know you've got you've had the D, but to use every day, probably. Family of four. To two young kids. To drive, no. The Macan drives better. As a as a. But but. but does it drive better on a daily basis, going to the shops, doing the kid run? Like, like Pro- probably not. But if if you like to drive, the McCann does drive better than the X3. But probably to use every day, the X3 be a bit more practical. How often are you in sport mode in the X3? Um, when his wife's not in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but ge- but genuinely. Um, at the, well, it's it's fairly new to me. I got it in June, so Fine. a bit, and going out into North Yorkshire and driving it. But day-to-day comfort or adaptive, really. Yeah. It's a great engine, that car. It's a, it's a wicked, oh, yeah. wicked car. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, it's so quick and it is very capable. A bit quiet. Yeah, a bit I, quiet. I fine. think I'll get the exhaust done. Is the, is the green McCann at the back a GTS engine, you know? Yeah, there's a very nice green. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Which is beautiful. And I do think they're cool. But I don't know. McCann's have always felt to me a car for the masses, even though it's a Porsche. Um, that I feel like that X3 just, I don't know, I connected with it more. So I would say stick with the X3. The X3 is definitely better value. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cool, thank you. Well, good luck with the decision. Yeah. Thank um, you. Just to your side there, coming to, uh, I'm just going to call you Monty's owner. <laughs> or just Monty. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Monty. Um, one for Tony, although Sam, I'd love your opinion as well. Tony, you've said before that you always prefer newer cars and they're always making progress over the previous models, etc. Is there anything you personally miss about older cars that, that isn't made anymore? <laughs> no. Not, not one thing, mate. Not one thing. And it's not, it's not an agenda against old cars. I've had all the old cars. I've laid on the floor. I've got dirty. I've broke down. I've hurt my finger. 
But you know, like I, I'm not interested. I'm just not interested anymore in old cars. So what about sound? What about it? engine sound, exhaust sound? Do you all, miss I, that? all I want to do, in general, if I'm in a car, I just want to go fast. I, go flat. I could not give a toss. Should get a Rimac then? Yeah, yeah I could do. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, no chance. Yeah. yeah. So, so I want it to work, and I want to go fast in it, which is why I don't drive a fast car in this country because I get nicked. <laughs> Uh, Sam, anything you miss the most about older cars? Oh, he's got you still one. drive them, but... Yeah, I, I, I miss the connection, the character. I miss the feeling of involvement. I think new cars are unbelievable and so capable. And, yeah, that 296, I mean, I would literally wouldn't... Sit, um, by the time I get to the end of the driveway here, I wouldn't know where the 296 has gone. But I just like the connection of feeling like you're driving the car, not that you're just a passenger in the car. And Tony will argue that you can get the maximum out of it, you can push later, blah, blah. but I like thinking, well, can I make that braking zone? <laughs> you know, where obviously with these new cars, you can just push them so hard because you're never getting close to that limit. You're never approaching the car's capabilities. Where in an old car, maybe it's the same is true, but it feels like you have a more tangible direct involvement. And I like the smell of old leather. I just like the smell of old leather. But anyway. Thank you both. Thank you. Next question, uh, just behind you there. Thank you so much. Yeah, so um, last Sunday I had probably one of the worst drives I've ever had where it took us five hours to do nine miles. Oh my God, I've where got, were you? Got an electric uh, car. Going from Cell Shields back to Newcastle after doing the Great North Run, which is oh. a half marathon as well. Wow. Um, so yeah, question to you guys, what's your worst car journey ever, whether that be that you were particularly hungover, whether you broke down, traffic, yeah, whatever. The worst car? <laughs> journey I ever had it was a pit I was in the car with him oh I knew it. I knew it <laughs> when we were on that stupid Melia Melia thing I mean Melia Melia still can't even say same it same thing honestly there was a point in that journey <laughs> I genuinely lost the will to live I mean I was about to get out of the car it was only the fact that I was in the middle of nowhere and thought how am I going to get home that I didn't just say that's enough I'm we at- have spoken about this before, and I just wish <laughs> you weren't as professional as you are today. Because if I had captured Tony in this moment, this would have been viral content that I would have, I could have retired for the rest of the year. He was so angry. He just kept like he would be quiet, arms folded. He was re- so red, and he'd just say things like, "If I was here with my mates, we would have left by now." <laughs> and I was like, "Cool, like cool. they wouldn't put up with this." Okay, well, we can't leave. We're taking part of it. Yeah. Then you go quiet again and go like, it's actually ridiculous when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and this went on for so long. And the worst part was that the, the situation got worse. So I knew how cross he was and how few he was. And I just thought, we just got to get through this traffic. We just got to get through this traffic. And the traffic got worse and worse. And it worse. was so bad. And I, the only way we survived is I turned the camera on. And it brought you out of your mood because you realised, crap, I can't appear like this on on camera as much as you are a moody git you just knew that that would have ruined it I mean, yeah. anyway, that was a low point and almost a low point almost for our friendship because I kind of understood where you come from but I was like don't bring us down it's been a long day like just don't ruin the mood mate we're still here it's special like you're going to ruin this it was only about 20 minutes on us no 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 it was about an hour and a half well, oh was it yeah yeah oh, you right. were just foul I even offered to get you an ice cream you went an ice cream what's that going to do well, I, I would, I would, mate. I wouldn't have turned an ice cream down. Are you joking? No, no, you did. Remember, I said we could stop for July three. You said if we stop, we're never getting there. 
Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, but that was was that half. Yeah, it was about halfway through, innit, it, where we, yeah, yeah. you know, and we'd got up at five o'clock in the morning, and we was in your car, and uh, you know, we'd What's already that got done, to do with it. Well, we'd already done ten hours, and you went, oh, there's only another eight hours to go. Well, <laughs> flipping hell, please, just shoot me. And actually, weirdly, my, one of my worst experiences, I have a more recent one, but I'll use this one because it's contextualised, was actually on, actually around Millie Millie as well. So we finished the event. Uh, I think most people know this. Tony bailed. <laughs> so well, he left. actually left before the end of the event. So on the final day, you arrive at Monza and there's this huge moment and parade and you do a lap around Monza. There's massive lunch and it feels like the natural ending point. But then for some reason, there's like another four hours. Tony, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm going to fly home now. So he no, just left. I, I left for a reason. I, no, I, I was going on no, a trip. You had no reason. There's a lie. No, you that's just, not no, a lie. It's not. You were like, I'll just go from there, mate. I'll, just, I'll bail. You just wanted to get home. Because no. I said, we'll, let, we'll finish too late. And there wasn't a late night flight by the time we got you to the airport. Oh, that was right, yeah. So he just said, oh, I'm, I'm near Milan. I'll fly from here. Yeah. So he just sodded off. And I was supposed to do the end by myself. And I got to the unofficial finishing line. And then there's this whole like, you know, come up on stage and we love you, we kiss you, and Maurizio. But oh my God. And I left as well. I thought, screw this, I'm tired. So I didn't even go and get our medals. And about, I got to the Swiss border to get to my hotel, and they had closed a tunnel on the Swiss motorway. And I sat for three and a half hours, you don't know this, in standstill in Switzerland, engine off. After four days of the Mila Milia, just they shut to the get tunnel, to didn't they? They shut the tunnel. You did, you did, you did tell me this. Oh my God, I could have died. Uh, that was my <laughs> worst experience. When I got to this hotel at 10 p.m. at night, they were like, oh, hello, Mr. Fan. I was like, shut up, give me the key. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that was pretty bad. Uh, last couple of questions, because we're running things. So a little bit further back, there's a man right at the back with his hand up. Um, we'll do two, three or more, and then we'll uh, wrap things up. So um, I was just wondering, when you got your GT3 allocation, did you automatically get paid to sample allocation as well or did you have to apply for that separately or yeah so no I, I didn't I um I went in they called up I think I've spoken about this before the way it came about I, I'd badged them for ages then it kind of all gone quiet I put a story up on Instagram saying I still want one of these cars uh dealer principal from Guildford called up said oh, I didn't know you wanted a wing car I thought you just wanted a touring I was like I will take anything and they're like oh I've got a wing car for you so I was like oh my god so to confirm the slot I had to go in and put an initial spec in and pay the deposit, just so that we had something on file. And when we were there looking at colours, I said, if a paint sample slot, if it's a possible to have paint sample, I want paint to sample, but for now let's go with, I think I locked gentian blue or something like that. Yeah. And they said, okay, we won't find out until later in the year. And then they called me in about, that was about March, and then they called me in June saying, we have the good news, it's, it's a paint sample slot, but we need you to decide your colour in four days' time, otherwise we'll miss the slot. So I had to decide, yeah, in about four days. But luckily, because I always knew that maybe I was going to get one, I had kind of gone through that process beforehand. Um, but yeah, and the other request I had was for an exclusive interior, and that was t said no, so that's why I went to D-Class to get the, the Pasha. Uh, last couple of questions then. Just uh, in the middle row here, man, the maroon jumper. Not a sport question for you. If F1 didn't exist, which sport... Uh, form a sport would you to form a team in and then equally form a team in correct and then which one of you don't cause an argument here but which would be the team principal and which would be the driver well, I'd have to be the driver because he can't what? drive are you joking are you mad mate mate it would want to win just wait till Austria <laughs> just wait till Austria mate. <laughs> wait till Austria it large, yeah, turn yeah. one how many laps do you want him going in front of me 
Oh, Matt, I went. You just <laughs> you're giving it all the chat. Let's yeah, see. so he could be team principal because he's quite nerdy like that. I'll be the driver. Definitely. As long as Verstappen's your teammate. Just, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, which formula? What, what, what series? If F1 didn't exist. Mm. Oh, if F1 didn't yeah. exist. Yeah. Flipping hell. I would be, I would be between endurance, so like Le Mans. Yeah, I was going to say Le Mans. And weirdly for me, IndyCar, because I just like single-seaters. It's deaf. Yeah, but you know. No, I wouldn't do IndyCar. Because you don't know how to drive. Because it's deaf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Le Mans. Real drivers oh. can do IndyCar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why they go back to F1. <laughs> yeah, well, after F1. Uh, yeah, well, they go after F1, F1, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but let's, let's do Le Mans. You know you can do Fun Cup. We should do Fun Cup. It's a crash. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, okay, hands up. Last question, lottery. Come on, someone right here at the front. Grey jumper. Uh, come on down. Keep your hand up so they know where the mic's going. There we go. Yeah, perfect. Hey, guys. Do you think if anyone's going to get the electric car Formula 8, it'll be the new Cayman? Well, electric sports car Formula? No. <laughs> i tell you why. If you look at the Taycan, it's not actually that great an electric product. I think it's a great electric Porsche. I, I really like it. It's probably the EV that I desire the most. But it's got fairly crappy range not got the best charger it seems to have endless issues it's depreciated like a bomb still one of the best to drive though it's maybe the best to drive yeah. but there's not really been any other kind of engaging driving so they're the only ones you say it's the best to drive because no one else has really had a go mm. like if, if you think about it well the, tesla no but the the plane even then that's you don't classify tesla tesla's its own thing because the plane we know has brakes this big and power this big so AMG products from Merck seem to be in a slightly different direction where they seem to be more focused on saloon and comfort with a bit of performance. Like, yeah. But we haven't seen a Lambo, a Ferrari, a McLaren, a proper performance brand. Lotus maybe with that new, what do they call it? Emea? Emea? No, I don't know, I can't remember the name of it, but that new saloon Taycan rival. I would probably predict that will be a better engaging and, and better EV than the Taycan, I would say. So I think the Cayman could be good, but only if no one else does it. Mm. I just think that Porsche might be the first to take it on. But I just don't think Porsche have necessarily nailed EV infrastructure yet. Where's I don't think really mechanic? any of them have, have they? I disagree. I think there are some great EV products coming to the market now. But they haven't nailed it, have they, mate? Depends uh, what you mean by nailing it. As a driver's car, no. As no. a driver's car, no. But as an actual thing, I think there are some very, very good EVs now. It's purely infrastructure is the issue now. The actual EVs get better and better. The range gets better and better. The cars, the quality, the uh, thought process, the differentiation points. Like the cars are good now. There's not too much wrong with the cars. It's just the fact that who wants a 200 mile range and the fact that if you leave your home and you're doing further than 200 miles, you've got nowhere to charge it. Mm. That's crap, but the, but the product is good. Yeah, but good's not good enough. Because okay, but the product is great then. You, you, what was the last EV you drove? Um, good question. Couple, yeah. couple of months ago, the Ionic thing. On Ionic 5, but that's a good yeah. car. Yeah, it's a good car, yeah, but it's not as good as its equivalent ICE product, which is going to... Which is what? Which is going to replace. Which is what? Well, uh, any, I would disagree. Why hatchback? is it not as good? Because it doesn't work as well. Why it's not? not? What's not work? It's, ne it's never, it's never going to work. You're just going to talk about range. I'm going to talk about everything. What, what doesn't work in the Ionic 5? No, so what about the Ionic 5 doesn't work as well as the ICE car? Compact? Yeah, range as well then. 
Okay, you said range and infrastructure. Yeah. But the car, the actual car, what is not good about the car? Yeah, but the, you could say that about a lot of different ice product cars. One car is better than the so other. So do you judge a car entirely on its fuel tank and MPG? In ju- judge if a car is great, it's because it's fuel range. Judge it on everything. Okay, so ignore the range for a second and judge everything about Ionic 5. For two seconds, forget the EV, the range, everything. Is the Ionic 5 a great car? But it everything's could, a great car. All modern cars are great. <sighs> they are, mate. I, I don't know Fine. what you're trying to, you're no, trying to get you're, me to... You're desperate to ruin all EVs because the range is not good and the infrastructure is crap. Yeah, But correct. Therefore... You need them for it to work, no? Your M3 is not a great car because it has a small tank and won't do a good range. Therefore, undermining its ability to be a great car. No, that's... <laughs> that's a good point, isn't it? No, not Freely really. There. Why yeah. not? Why not? Why not? What's different? You can always tell, ladies and gentlemen, when he's getting excited because he's his levels go up slightly. He talks faster. Because I'm on to a point and I know I'm right. I know I'm right and you're stubborn and I'm determined to undermine you because here you have already undermined your own argument. You said the Ionic 5, it can only be good because the range isn't good enough. Well, therefore, so can your M3 Touring because its range is also poo and that's the end of it. It's not poo. It is poo. It's got a small tank. You can't get anywhere. You called me on that trip. Bloody hell, mate. I filled up 18 times on this trip. Yeah, because I was going, I was going quickly lucky I wasn't an electric car because I wouldn't have been out of charge 18 times but the car the product is good but every product is good there you go good well done yeah but but it doesn't work it does work the the the, the, the thing is you completely agree with me but because you can't no, I don't be seen agree. to agree no with I me, don't agree he does He's getting angry, which I'm means I'm getting he does angry because you are you are contradicting yourself in your own argument. I'm not. I said to you, electric car products these days are good or as good as the ICE competitors. The actual product is good. I agree the fact that range is a consideration and charging infrastructure is bad means that owning an electric product is not that desirable. But the actual cars are good cars, are good products in comparison to a combustion engine. It's just the fact that you're thinking, oh, well, can I charge it? How far am I going to go? That's a bore. But it's also a bore when you have to think about, oh, right, well, I'll take the M3, but I'm going to have to fill up these amounts of times and all the fuel tanks running out. Can I go up that Alps road because am I going to have enough fuel? That's also a bore. Well, no, because you can go up and down an Alps road. Okay, well, that was a silly point, but long story short... That's a really stupid point. Long story short, you're an idiot. Um, So... (laughs) Uh, I think we'll end it there because, as you can see, we will uh, end up punching each other at the end of this conversation. Thank you so much to all of you for attending. Thank you so much for your questions. We hope to see you back again. Just a reminder, if you're coming to our December event back here at Alexander's, the date has shifted. Most of you seem to know this, but some of you keep emailing me being like, can't wait for the 3rd of December. It's the 10th. So just a reminder for those of you at home as well. If you have a ticket, don't don't do that. I can't make that day. (laughs) No, so no. It's no longer Sunday the 3rd of December, it's Sunday the 10th of December. I wasn't another reminder email, but we hope to see lots of you back then. Give yourselves a round of applause, you've been a fantastic audience. These chairs, mate. These chairs are dodgy, aren't they? Genuinely, thank you all. That was, uh, that was great fun. We hope you enjoyed it. We're going to just take five minutes to pack up some gear. So just let us do that, and then we'll come and join you in the car park uh, to come and check out some of the rides we didn't review. Thank you so much, everyone.